Welcome to the Backyard Chat Podcast, where we equip parents to take in God's Word and live it out in their everyday life. Karen and I are here today with a very, very special guest. I would like to welcome Kara Carroll to the Backyard Chat Podcast today. Kara, we are so glad that you are here. I am feeling very honored that you invited me to be here. So thank you for having me. You bet. We're excited to see how this conversation is going to go today about a very awkward topic. But before we get into that, will you share a little bit about yourself and about your sweet family and the interesting jobs that you have? I love that you said that they were interesting (laughs) Uh, because I don't feel like it's very interesting at all. But I am married to Adam. Um, We will be married for 18 years this summer, which is pretty awesome. I don't think I've done anything that long in my life. So that's (laughs) that's pretty, that's a great accomplishment. That's amazing. Uh, We have two boys, Landon and Grant. And Landon is in eighth grade and Grant is in seventh grade. And I'm just feeling like parenting middle schoolers is genuinely, you said this before, Melissa, but like it is genuinely my favorite thing in the world. I I just love the ages they're at right now. I think I'm really missing when they were younger because I just miss like, I I don't know, the the dependency, you know, like them depending on me for everything. And the snuggle time and and all the sweet little stuff. I just, I do, I miss those little things, but I'm loving where they are right now. Um, So that's just a little bit about my family. And then my interesting jobs. Okay, so um, it's a couple of different things. I create digital resources that I sell on a marketplace for teachers. So they're teacher-created resources K2 teachers can use in their classrooms to enhance their instruction and then hopefully make their jobs a little bit easier because, you know, being a teacher is probably the hardest thing ever. And so anytime I feel like I can help take a little bit off of an educator's plate, that feels really good. And then the other job that I have besides being a mom (laughs) and a wife, because I feel like that's a job as well sometimes, is um, co-owning a boutique with one of my best friends. That's so, so yeah, it's great. So Tell fun. us about the boutique because we can send some shoppers that way. Oh, okay. Yes, we'd love to have you. It's Coffee to Cocktails. And the tagline there is fashion and fun from work to play. It's just great. We've been online for the last three and a half years. We recently opened a brick and mortar. And it has been so much fun to be in the community that way because before it was just creating a community online, which we love. And now it's getting to see people face to face as well and create those relationships in real time. And that's been such a blast. I mean, I genuinely love everything about it. One so. of the things I love about your boutique is you've created a third space. Like it's really, it's not just a place to go buy cute clothes and accessories and fun gifts. And it is that. It mm-hmm. is great for that. It is great for that. <laughs> but the, from the second you walk in, it feels like we've walked into a place that is warm and inviting. Oh. And it, it says, you're welcome here. And this is a safe place. And I I even think it says, if you've got something you need to share, we can listen. Like from the moment you walk in, and the first time I ever walked in was before you were even open. And I just, from the moment I walked in, I thought God is going to do something in this place. I love that you feel that way because I think that's mine and Ashley's heart is really creating a space where people feel very welcome, no matter what. We always say to we don't care if you buy anything. Just come in and hang out. Like, just come in and visit. Come in and sit on the pink couches and just talk to us. Sometimes yeah. that's just fun just to talk. Just have a place where you can go and feel welcome no matter what. That's genuinely our heart behind what we do and being in the community that way. So well, I would give you an A plus on that. It, Absolutely. It One of the neatest parts, too, is your prayer wall. And that is such a special. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Over the holidays, our family went to um, Tennessee, and we were shopping downtown Franklin, and we walked into this one boutique. And... I could just feel the presence of God so much in that space. Right in the middle of the boutique, there was this like little tin building. 
And from floor to ceiling of this little tin building within this uh, retail space was a prayer room. And I, when I walked in, it was just, like, I'll, I feel like I'm going to cry talking about it. I could just feel the presence of God. And there were prayers from thousands upon thousands mm-hmm. of people around, so cool. you know, the country. And as soon as I saw it, I was just so overwhelmed. And I text Ashley and I was like, we are doing this on a much smaller scale, obviously. Um, we're going to bring this to Coffee to Cocktails. I just felt it pressed so much on my heart. Like, what better way to engage both our local community and our community that we've created online. What better way to bring those two communities together than, you know, by being in prayer for each other that way. And it just feels like such a special little space. I mean, it's still growing. It's still, you know, we're still adding prayers, but just knowing that somebody is praying for you, I genuinely don't think there's a greater gift, you know, Absolutely. than when somebody says you I'm praying exactly for you. exactly right. That is wonderful. Love it. Well, we're going to jump into what I said was a little bit awkward because before this podcast even started rolling, we were giggling about this one thing. All of us have them. It's called habits. We have good habits and we have bad habits. So we're going to be real awkward for just a little bit and we're going to share some of our good habits and some of our bad habits. And so, Karen, I pick you to go first. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay. So one of my really bad habits is if I find some margin in my day, so I've planned out my day, it's pretty typically pretty packed. And if everything goes okay, and I get ahead, and I have three or four or five minutes, rather than just say, wow, I've got a few minutes to relax and to prepare for the next thing, I think, what can I do in this five minutes? I bet I can achieve something. I bet there's something else I can cram into my day. And so I'll fill every space that opens up at times with something else to do. So that's that's not a habit that I... Um, want to continue. I'll call it that way. It's I probably not, a hard one to break, though. It, I've probably done it my entire adult life. And so, but it's not a habit that I'm proud of. I will just say that. I believe very much that if we have margin, God can do things in that margin, but I typically fill it, thereby not leaving room for God to do the things that I'm praying for God to do. I love your honesty. What about you, Kara? That, no, I'm not taking your bad habit, I promise. I'm going to piggyback off it, though, <laughs> because that is definitely a bad habit of mine in terms of time. And I was talking to you about this earlier, Melissa, but I am a workaholic. I don't I don't know why. I just don't I don't I feel very guilty when I don't do anything. And I know I should, you know, have a Sabbath day, but I find that very hard because I feel like I'm not doing my end of the bargain. So whether it's working on my TPT resources or on the boutique, I feel like I'm always working on something. I can't just sit and just be. And I don't think that's very God honoring either. You know, I mean, I think work like you're working for the Lord, but that's even the Lord wants us to rest. And yeah, I we should rest not. like we're resting for the Lord. Yeah, too. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and I do not do that well. I just feel so guilty about that. So that's very bad habit of mine. And I'm not, when I'm in that moment too, I'm not a good communicator. I'm not good for anyone around me. I'm very abrupt and it comes across the wrong way, although I'm not meaning to be that way. So hmm, something we'll probably really need to work on in that. And we were talking about that. I do have that bad habit as well, but I also can take it a little bit further. And when I'm cleaning, if you're cleaning something at my house, like say my sweet husband is cleaning something, I appreciate it. But let's be honest, it's not really <laughs> clean unless I clean it. So then I come behind and re-clean whatever somebody else has cleaned. And then I'm angry about it because it's like, nice job, but you didn't cut it. I got to <laughs> now redo it. So that's a really bad habit that I have. And I will re-clean and keep cleaning until it's up to my standards. And that is a terrible habit to have because I just want to relax and be at home or just be mom or be fun, but I feel the need to clean all the time. 
I feel like in your defense, though, you're clean and they're clean. It, it's really two different things. Very, very two much different so. Things. I can definitely agree with you on that. So bad habits, we all have them, but hopefully we all have some good habits too. So Karen, tell us a little bit about something that is good that you do. And I'm sure there is a huge list. I hope there is a huge list. I think one of the things that um, that I do, mine is work-related, I have a system for pastoral care. And so I um, I have somebody actually that helps me manage that. So it's I, it's a good habit that I know it was, I wasn't doing it well. And so I have someone that helps with that. She gives me a list every week of who I need to call and why I need to call them. And it's a, a habit that I couldn't create on my own, but I found someone else that could create that habit for me. So I'm taking advantage of that. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I know that that is such a blessing to all those people that you call on. Kara, what about you? I know you have some good habits too. Well, I really, if I'm not, if I'm being honest, I'm racking my brain here trying to think of what those could be. One thing I do think I'm really good at, and I, I have created this habit of, it's kind of random because I can't think of anything domestic. I've got no good domestic habits, but apologizing, but to my boys, like I use a harsh tone when I'm a little bit yellier than I should be when I'm just, when I kind of brush them off or when I'm not there for them. And I know that I need to be always say, I'm sorry, I'll stop in the moment, especially if I'm yelling which I really think I've gotten so much better about as they've gotten older. I'll give myself a chance to cool down. I'll say, I'm sorry. Look, I really did mean what I said, but I never should have said it that way. That's not the way we need to communicate with each other. I'm really, really sorry. I think it's really important for us to model, you know, being apologetic so that they can create those same habits for themselves. That is I would wonderful. say that's a, I would say that's probably a good habit of mine. Now, when it comes to me and my husband, might be a little bit different. Might be a little less humble in that area. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't know that Adam would agree. You are always so, so sweet. So what is your good habit, Melissa? So my good habit I've done for years, and I am a stickler for it. If you ask for prayer for something, I immediately, when we walk away, I put a reminder in my phone so that I get a prayer reminder that comes in the morning while I'm getting ready because that's the time that I'm doing nothing. So I make the most of that time while I'm listening to my podcast, blow drying my hair. I'm praying for you if you've asked for prayer. Now, if I have something else to remember, chances are it's not going in my phone and I will not remember, but I will remember to pray for you. And that's some of my sweetest times in the morning is just praying for my friends, for my family, for people at church that need prayer and for myself. It's just a sweet time. And that's something I am a stickler about. I love that. And you've done that for me before with my kids. And I'm so appreciative because I know that Melissa's on it if I ask her to pray Mm -hmm. for something. So one of the reasons we're talking about habits is because all month long, we're looking at what it would look like if we all work together to help someone succeed, to meet other people's needs, and to change the world. And one of the things that we are going to talk about with the kids the last Sunday of the month is to make a habit of working together. And to me, I thought, oh, that word habit is such a powerful word. And when we do make a habit of things, how we become that habit, whether it's a good habit or a bad habit. And if we all make a habit of following Jesus super close and seeking him and having our good habits that lead other people to him, then we really can change the world. And so, Karen, do you want to tell us a little bit about your sermon coming up this Sunday? Yeah, we're wrapping up this sermon series on cooperation this Sunday with kind of pulling it all together, saying we can help other people succeed, we can meet other people's needs, but when we continually do that and when we work together to do it, when all of us, when the body of Christ, every church, every Christian, every person in this church 
works together, then we really do have the ability and the power that God has given us not to just change the lives of the people around us, but to make big changes in the world. You know, when we raise money for a mission initiative or when we do those kinds of things, we're able to do so much more together than we could ever do apart. And it becomes this way of changing one little corner of the world at a time. And a small group of people can start to see themselves as world changers. So so I'm excited to wrap up this message series because I really do believe if we can wrap our heart around that concept that we really can change the world. So, Kara, one of the reasons we really wanted to visit with you today is because we notice on your social media the ways that you are so devoted to your morning devotional time, to your intentional conversations with your boys. And just recently, you posted something really cool that you guys do in the car. So I want to talk a little bit about that with you. So tell us a little bit about your your spiritual disciplines or what we'll, today we'll call them your holy habits. I have been pretty intentional about waking up in the mornings and getting in the Word. And it was my mission a couple years ago to read through the Bible the entire way because I never had before. And over the last few years, I have just grown such a love for the Word of God. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, I crave the Word. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's full of so much just neat things, things that I think I knew maybe as a kid hearing different Bible stories, but they're coming alive in brand new ways now that I'm older. And Karen, a few years ago when I was doing a Bible study with you, you had said, when you read the Bible, you might read a story, you know, on this day and you might get this from it, but then you might read it a couple weeks later, a month later, a year later, and God will reveal something entirely new. And I definitely feel like that when I do read the Bible and those words always kind of echo back in my ear. I think that's really cool. But getting in the word every day is a huge thing. And then I have to be honest, I I really want to amp up my prayer life a lot more because I feel like my prayer life isn't exactly where it needs to be. But I, I do find myself an intentional prayer throughout the day, maybe not carving out, you know, an hour for prayer, but prayer here, prayer there, prayer here. I would just like to be a lot more focused in that. And then in the mornings on the way to school, talking with the boys about what I'm reading in the Bible, either typically I read the Bible after I drop them off because we have a very early wake up time. We're getting up pretty early and I'm not really a super morning person. So I wait until I get home to read the Bible. And then the following day, I'll kind of recap the story that I was reading the day before or tell them pain points that I don't understand God here or this is where I saw God, or this is really cool. Did you know X, Y, Z, you know? So I would say that's kind of what a typical day would look like as far as my holy habits go. That is so wonderful. And I know those conversations that you have with your boys, you're helping the Bible come alive to them as well. Was there something that really not sparked your interest, but made you realize that you needed that time with God And if so, tell us a little bit about how that came about and how you found consistency in that time. I feel like it was several years ago, probably right before I started attending Bible study with you, Karen, which would have been about, I would say, like four or five years ago, maybe. And I think I was at a place in my life where everything just kind of felt a little bit out of control. We moved here to this area in 2012, and I still didn't really feel like I had a friend group. And I was so I was feeling kind of lost in that. I felt like I left a really great friend group back in Dallas. And then coming here, I didn't know where my place was. And I felt like in my marriage, we were just arguing all the time and it didn't feel very settled. And 
things were just kind of feeling, again, just like really out of control. And I just needed to feel a peace. And then I started attending Bible study with you. And then that just gave me a craving for the word. I think at the time, the first Bible study I attended with you was um, The Armor of God by Priscilla Shire. I think I had just entered this whole new world of, wow, this is what learning about God can be. I hadn't really explored Bible studies like that before. And it just it got me to really develop a love for the Word and just the season of life that I was in, wanting to wanting to feel like I belonged somewhere. And what I kind of came out of that was that it doesn't really matter whether I belong here, here, or here. I belong because, you know, I belong in the body of Christ. And I belong to him. And really, it really just gave me that peace. It was, was it still hard not having like a hardcore friend group? Of course it was, because, you know, here on earth, that's what I would love. I would love to feel that. But once I started having more of like a peace with who I am in Christ, knowing that I am his, who I belong to, uh, once I started really diving into the word, it is just a peace that surpassed all understanding, you know? That reminds me so much that one of the things we have to constantly remember is whenever there's a longing in us that there's nothing that can fill that longing Mm -hmm. like God himself, that usually those longings are created so that we will turn to him and to fill ourselves with every good thing that he has for us. And a lot of times we try to get that from other people and then we're Mm -hmm. just angry at them or we're frustrated at them or we're nagging at them or pulling at them, trying to get from them what only God can give us. And it sounds like you discovered that in the midst of meeting God on the pages of scripture. I absolutely did. I mean, that's the perfect way to put it. It was just a longing that I didn't know. I can't be, my spouse is never going to fulfill me the way God can fulfill me. Amen. And, you know, and once I was, and neither neither will a friend group, you know. And how unfair is it for us right. to even try to to ask them to do that? That's so true. And I, I think I was, I had too many unspoken expectations with both friends and, you know, with, with my husband that, that isn't, that's real. That's not fair at all. You know, that isn't fair at all. And I just be, I am telling you in the last few years, I just have such a peace. I am okay not being invited to things. I am okay. Honestly, don't, please don't, because I just want to be in my pajamas on the couch. <laughs> so, I mean, no, but, but I mean, things that I had, um, that were really making me feel very insecure before really developing, I would say a deeper connection with the Lord and, you know, going deeper in my walk with him. Things that made me insecure before, I, I I do feel very, very secure in now. I'm, you're right. That longing isn't there because he's what sustains and fulfills, you know, fulfills that void. What I love is that you've shared that so openly. Like when you were listing your jobs, I was thinking I would actually call her a social media influencer, too, in her own realm, because you have such a wide platform of women. You know, you most of the things you do are relate most women, not most teachers are women, not all, certainly. Mm-hmm. And I love, by the way, when they're male educators, because I think that gives our, our sons um, such a, a great sense of the importance of education and all those things. But so much of your online community is female. And then you have shared so much of what God is doing in your life that I've seen you even in that platform, just raise other women up to long to know some of the things that God has taught you. You know, when something is just so good in your life, it, you just want to share it with other people and not in a, a braggy way, but like you can have this great goodness too. Mm-hmm. I always want to share the word. And I know that not everybody is there on their journey and that's okay. You know, that's okay. It's different for everyone, but I just love to share about him because he has genuinely transformed just everything about my peace. And I think that's like the biggest thing, my my peace. There is a peace in so much 
even parenting, whatever it may be, there's such a there's such a piece there. And, you know, I think right now society is very much everybody has everybody suffers from some form of anxiety or depression. And that makes me sad. I mean, and I'm, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I had a little bit of anxiety and some days where I feel really sad, too. You know, I think we all kind of struggle with that. But there is something out there that really can bring you a peace that you can't explain. And and for me, it is the Lord. Melissa, you, you've experienced Jesus in such yes. a powerful way. You just want others to experience it. That's why we call the service the experience, because we just have that desire for others to experience how our lives can be so different in such a powerful and good way because of Jesus. And I was talking with someone yesterday, I don't remember who it was, and I said, oh, if we could just shake some Jesus on everybody, like if we could just make them experience it, which we can't, but we can do all that we can to point them to him so that they can experience him. And speaking of that, you've done that with your boys in such a beautiful, in such a creative way. Just recently you had posted something really unique and so special that you do on the way to school, how you recap what you've learned in the Bible with some fancy sticky notes <laughs> on the dashboard of your car. Tell us how that came about and tell us, did Grant and Landon really love it? Because I have a feeling they really, really do. They really, really do. And it's really funny because that was not my idea. And I'm actually bummed I didn't think about it first, dang it, because it was genius. And it was such a simple idea. But Whose idea was it? It was Landon's. Landon. And so Landon is my oldest. Grade boy. That's so cool. I love yes. that kid. And I, he is so, they're, they are just both so special and so sweet. Yes, and I, they are. I was telling them a story one day. I think I was in the book of Genesis, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, you know, Genesis is full of so many incredible stories. And I want it to be really accurate in my retelling, you know, or as accurate as I could be. And I was realizing that I was kind of jumping from place to place in my story because I would start talking about this and I'd be, wait, 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 no, 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 wait, hold on. Okay, that didn't happen first. This happened first. And I could see them go like, (laughs) mom, seriously, what is going on right now? I said, okay, you know what? We're just going to pick this story up tomorrow. I'm going to go home and and reread that. And we're going to pick it up at this spot tomorrow. Mom, you know what you should do? You should go home and just write it out on sticky notes. Like, what are the important points? Put it on sticky notes and then put it on the dash. And every time that you say one of those specific points, we can pull it off so that you know where to go next. I'm like, so genius. son of a former teacher, you know, like <laughs> what is going on? He is a very organized, his mind is very organized. Thank goodness. And so I was like, that is, that's a genius idea. And that is what I did. I went home, I jotted down some notes that I knew that would help me. And I put them on different stickies set them on the dashboard. And the next morning we got in the car and I was like, aren't you so proud of me? Look what I've got for you today. And it did, it helped me to retell the stories, but also was an engagement tool for them as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was kind of, I thought that was a really kind of neat takeaway for myself. I didn't know that they would engage so much with it. There are some mornings though, I mean, to be completely transparent, where they are very much like, listen, we are not going to talk this morning. And I don't even know if I want to hear your voice. So I have to really kind of gauge them on those mornings. And on those mornings, it'll be more like, you know, I'm going to pray for you today. I'm praying that X, Y, Z for this, or I'm praying for this for you. I can't wait to tell you about a story tomorrow. We'll pick up on a story tomorrow. (laughs) That is so fun. I think it's so cute that Landon thought of that, but that they will remember that forever. Landon's going to be the dad that's got some sticky notes across the front of his truck one day telling his kids about Jesus. And I think that's such a very cool thing that you do with them. As you started to grow in your own devotion time, your Bible study time, and you experienced Jesus in a new way, 
How did you start to incorporate that into the natural rhythm of your home so that your boys experienced Jesus through the overflow of your heart? I think that because it's something that I love so much, I think when we're passionate about something and we love something, it just comes easy to talk about. Yes. You know, it just flows off my tongue as if I were just talking about that really cute top that I saw at the store. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. It's got pockets and all this. This I feel the same way even more so talking about God, talking about Jesus. And there's so many opportunities throughout our day. It doesn't have to be a specific like, okay, I can only talk about, you know, this in the car. It's kind of seamless really throughout the day. And Karen, you've said this in so many sermons, and I love this. It's such a tender reminder of how we can really, and Melissa, you've said this too, about going back through your conversations how can I point them to Jesus in this moment? You know, where does this conversation lead to? How can I show them Jesus in this particular situation? And I think about that all the time and just how in different situations, whatever it may be, this is a great opportunity for me to point you back to Christ and say, hey, this is, you know, if the boys are having a hard time at school and or they're having personal, you know, problems, but what does God say about you? What does God say about this? That's a lie straight from, that's a lie straight from the devil. And I know that because this is what God says. And um, we can rest on that truth. Or if if something happens throughout the day, for example, something maybe I'd been praying for and then all of a sudden something happens that has to do with that prayer. You guys, you're not going to believe this. This is the coolest thing. Oh my gosh. Okay, so like I totally prayed for XYZ. Listen to what yes. happened yeah. this way. You know, that's not exactly the way I was wanting God to answer my prayer, but I do feel like he answered it in this way. So just like little moments like that, I don't know. I want to make it very casual. I don't want to make it hard to attain for them. I think it I think it can be if it's approached in more of like that legalistic kind of a way where it's we must talk about this, we must do this here, you know, read this, do that. But if it's more natural and conversational and just here, there, and here, I just think it becomes so much easier to talk about. I can tell you when your kids get older too, when you've had, when you have that rhythm in your home, when they know that however a conversation wraps up, that it's going to end up where they're pointed toward Jesus, they, they learn to do that for themselves over time. My kids are older now and they'll say, I know what you're going to say. And they do because we kind of always end up there. Do you remember the story of Mason when um, he had the friend, I, I barely remember the story, but it's he had a friend in his class and he was like, Mommy, don't bless oh, their yes. <laughs> Because I would always tell them when they would complain about some kid at school that's annoying or something, instead of telling them to like interact and go tit for tat with that person, I'm like, sometimes you just have to listen. You just bless their heart and move on. So when they would say those stories, I'm like, I know you just got to bless their heart and move on. And I would say that over and over again. Well, Mason came home so fired up about this little girl and he was telling me and then he stopped right in the middle and he looked at me and cut me off before I could even say. And he goes, mommy, and I mean it. Don't go blessing her heart. Just don't. <laughs> he was like four years old telling me we're not going to bless her heart. I need to be right and we're going to make this work. But the things that we say to them and the way that we live. I mean, our actions speak so much louder than our words. When our kids see that it becomes normal to them, that natural rhythm is a sense of normalcy. And when they move up into adulthood, my prayer is that the normalcy that we have provided for them will be woven into their home so that they are that kind of parent for their kids one day. I mean, we think about the way that we influence our kids. We have to be intentional about mm -hmm. it because we are influencing them whether we realize it or not. And so every step that we can take to be intentional in that, 
we are just fighting for their heart and capturing their heart for the word of God, for how much God loves them and who they are in Christ. Because let's face it, the world is going to tell them a different story and we need to be louder than that. And you've done such a great job of incorporating that into the rhythm of your home. Your boys just shine with the light of Christ and they are eager to learn more because they see you learning more each and every day. And so what you do is so amazing and we just thank you so much. Thank you. That's really nice of you to say. And thank you for sharing those good habits because somebody today will think, you know what, I can do that. I can create those same good habits. We can create a rhythm in our life. And you can start really small. It it doesn't have to be something big. Most of us actually start small. And it's when we meet with some success that we think, well, I want to do more of that. And then I want to do more of that. Mm -hmm. And then you finally grow to the place where you have this genius idea to have sticky notes and Bible Mm -hmm. stories. And most people don't start off with sticky notes and Bible stories. You just start off with small rhythms in your home and Mm -hmm. small, small conversations. And then as you see God move through those, it just encourages you to want to do more and more until you really do cultivate a habit where you're continually Mm -hmm working with God and what God is doing in your children and talk about some cooperation. That's some powerful cooperation. That is powerful cooperation. And I think it's in the small things that we see the biggest impact, the everyday small things. So we got to keep plugging away at doing those small things to point our kids to Jesus. Kara, you're amazing. You are such a sweet mommy. And the way that you love Jesus and show your boys what it looks like to love Jesus is incredible. Thank you for sharing your stories with us today and for being with us on the Backyard Chat Podcast. Thank you all so much for having me, really. I really enjoyed this. So thank you so much. feel very honored today. If you don't want to miss a single episode of the Backyard Chat Podcast, be sure to follow the show in your Apple Podcast app by clicking on the three dots in the top right corner of your screen. And if you're feeling really adventurous, click on the arrow to share the show with all your friends. We hope that you'll join us again in the backyard. And And we we can't can't wait wait to chat with you. you.